Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Cornell. This week I am joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi Pete, nice to Hi, be Maddie. here. Yeah, in so, nope, I was going to say Sully California. What's that from? I feel like that's a reference to be I here in know. Sunny California. I, I, I don't, don't know. know references. No, nor do I really. Anyway. Uh, on this show today, we're going to be talking about another NXT calling calling up, another NXT call-up happening on SmackDown. Here's the show. Let's talk about this Forgotten Sons debut on mm. SmackDown because... Um, I didn't know it was happening. Maybe I missed some part of news or something that happened, but I didn't know this this call-up was coming, and I was a bit like, the Forgotten Sons? That's a weird choice for an NXT call-up, simply because I feel like they haven't done everything they can do in NXT. I feel like there's better factions, tag teams, everything in NXT who've done a lot more, who would be yeah. more, you know, a, an obvious choice to bring up to the to the main roster. Um, but I was I was pleasantly surprised to see the Forgotten Sons, uh, and they had a match against the Lucha House Party, which was not a squash match. Which again, honestly, I kind of prefer that it wasn't, simply because I'm really kind of bored of squash matches, and it's it would be the same debut as literally every other faction in the history of the world, apart from the Nexus and the Shield. But mm. Other than those, it would be the same NXT call-up all the time. And it's like we had it on Raw when Nia Jax came back. It's like, squash match. Sheamus is still here. Squash matches. I don't need to see more squash squash matches. So I was quite pleasantly surprised that this wasn't. And I thought it was actually a really fun match. I thought there was like barely any rest holds at all. It was quite fun. It was fast. Lucha House Party are great at doing that kind of fast, innovative, flippy offense. And Forgotten Sons really complemented that quite well, I thought. Um, 
This was probably the most fun I've had watching Forgotten Sons in ever. I want to well, say maybe maybe since the Dusty Classic matches. I mean, a good ones I there, I did. I so I knew this was coming. I don't know mm. why, um, but I, I was told or saw early this week uh, mm. that it was coming. So I wasn't surprised to see it. Um, it was fine. I. I, I I, I get what you mean about it being a slightly different debut to the rest of the factions, but uh, similarly, it feels like it could have been a squash match just because it's the Luch House Party. No one cares about them. Um, and I feel like they could have had Riker in the match. I know he's the kind of guy who stands sentinel at the side looking a bit scary and muscly and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, having watched them in NXT, I can't say that I was overly excited about seeing them um but that's just because they kind of started slightly hot and then very quickly faded into stay forgotten chants from the fans mm. um they don't feel like a kind of star power team i feel like what's going to happen is there'll be a team for a few weeks maybe a few months and then vince will spot that there's a big muscly hairy man at uh, ringside and they will quite quickly um, turn him into the single star and have the other two just become any other tag team mm. um, I thought what they could have done instead of just having this match was them possibly wait till next week I imagine this will still happen but I imagine they're going to interfere in next week's triple threat match um, that kind of just gives a bit more of a oomph rather than announcing oh by the mm. way next up it's the Forgotten Sons. You probably don't know who they are, but it's the Forgotten Sons. Um, I also didn't like how they shout, uh, we're forgotten no more, before hitting their pretty lame finisher um, mm. for what I feel should be a kind of hardcore team. Um, it's sort of like a, I'm going to hold you while my mate jumps and stomps on you a bit. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for good finishers, and I didn't think this was one. No, it's it's not the most exciting thing in the world. But I mean, what I quite liked from this match was it showed off that the Forgotten Sons can be quite a, a good tag team. Because I think if they did a squash match, it wouldn't mm. really showcase what they could do. Because you, like you said, they don't have the greatest finisher in the world or yeah. anything like that. So if they came out, did a big boot and then their finisher, people would be like, eh? But mm. at least we got to see more of their offense and more of what they can do in this tag match, which I thought, again, was was quite fun. Um, so I, I quite liked this debut. I thought it was quite effective in what it needed to do. And like I said, I think it was probably the most fun I've had watching Forgotten Sons in, in a long time. Uh, so maybe the main roster is just a better fit for them than NXT was. Maybe they're just well, more apt to that sort of style. It, it's interesting because now that they've got NXT live on Wednesdays, they're not going to be doing the call-ups that we sort of have seen in previous years are not going to be get we're not going to get kevin owens shinsuke nakamura like popping up um just because that's not how they do it anymore nxt is its own brand in that sense mm. um we'll still get now and then we'll get a call up like we've got Shayna baser and things like that but they'll only really be i think once either they feel like they've got nothing more to do so Shayna, shame and Shayna done mm -hmm. everything yeah. or that they've just completely lost the momentum that they had in NXT and they needed basically a, a new sort of a new page in their book, mm -hmm. um, which I think was the case of crap about them in, in NXT. So maybe they're going to give more of a crap about them in, uh, in on SmackDown. And it was quite nice to see them come out 
to silence rather than to people booing and shouting, you stay forgotten and things like that. Um, because yeah. while I'm not all that thrilled about seeing them, they deserve a, they deserve a second chance to, to kind of be the team that they probably can be. I mean, they're all talented guys. Um, I do, but I do think Riker is going to be seen as the as the star, um, and I yeah. think we'll buy, Which I, buy, I think rightfully so. By sort of slum, slum or slum or slam, um, and by summer slam, I think we will see uh, him being a single star. I, I, um, which is fine because I don't think Vince is all that high on sort of uh, six man tags. I think he's much more of a mm. tag man guy. Um, and to well, have he's, he's, he's much more of a singles guy than he is even a yeah, tag yeah. guy. So, uh, but but to have yeah. a guy like that just standing at ringside instead of getting involved, uh, I don't think Vince mm. is going to be too too high on. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I think you could see even maybe Riker somehow kind of insert himself in in the money in the bank match. Um, mm, something, that would something be cool, like that just to kind of get the team over um, as yeah. well. Um, because yeah, we got a I lot of so. uh, we got a lot of kind of money in the bank teases, money in the bank kind of previews in this in this show. So. Mm, yeah um yeah overall though i thought it was pretty good uh i'm the thing i I liked about this show as a whole is it generally made me not necessarily excited for stuff that's coming but i do want to watch more smackdown to see what's going to happen so yeah an unusual thing so there are not necessarily new feuds but it felt like more of a cohesive show yes there are no there were no I mean there were a few video packages, there were a few most of many recaps, but that's to be expected on the on the on the mm-hmm. kind of uh show following WrestleMania. Um but yeah, I mean it, it was it was an actual two hour show of segments wrestling. Kind mm. of it was a full show rather than here's three calls of a show and here's a match that you forgot happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Forgotten Sons now seemingly on SmackDown full time. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not gone over to WrestleTalk's Patreon yet, why not? There's loads of bonus content for you to binge listen to during times such as these. Loads of uh, retro pay-per-view reviews with Ollie and Luke on the WrestleTalk Extra, and you get WrestleTalk After Dark at the $10 here as well, which is our rambly, sweary, nonsense podcast where some of us gather around and have drinks and do weird topics of conversation. But mm. if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling name and it gets read out on a show just like this one. So thank you to Joseph Starsky and McCutcheon. Hey, uh, Martin Santoyo talking to me. Hey, thank you. Probocop. Yeah. Yes, thank you. The Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Hey, it's topical because Universal Champion. Mm. The Real Boss, Matt Robinson. I think he's talking to you, Damian Thompson. I've said that wrong, but I'm going to go with it. That's fine. They drew first blood, not me, Grace Rambo. Good name, Grace. How do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Oh, what a great name. What a loving man as well. Sayonara, Kane Grant. Mm, goodbye. Flaccid Kraken, <laughs> Joe Gianella. What a great name. Oh, Thank you very much. Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. Oh, really yes. good. And of course, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. Dan, yes. Thank you very much. So let's get into reviewing the whole show. And I'm sure the person smashing plates in the background is really excited uh, for the rest of this review as well. Um, <laughs> we hit the show started off with um, uh, Braun Strowman, the new Blue Universal champion, coming down and celebrating his victory over Goldberg at WrestleMania uh, before he's interrupted by none other than Shinsuke Nakamura, which I thought was it made sense because mm-hmm. Braun is the one who beat Shinsuke for the Intercontinental Championship, and it's something that Shinsuke is you know not forgotten. Uh, notable by their absence were Sami Zayn and Cesaro at this point, um, and I was like, wait, they haven't broken up. Sammy Cesaro and Nakamura, have they? I thought they'd just like can it and never mention it again. I got quite worried. Um, but uh, Shinsuke comes down, cuts a promo by himself. I thought he didn't speak English, um, according to Vince McMahon anyway, right? Um, mm. But uh, they let him cut a promo and did, he was saying... Uh, of course, he did, did Did chuck him in a bit of Japanese just because you need to remember that he is foreign. So you want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's Japanese, that. so you've got to remember. Mm. He's not English, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he cuts a promo on uh, Braun just saying that 
he wants to fight him because he beat the Intercontinental title, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but apparently it was all a ruse because uh, Cesaro was materialized behind Braun, but then Braun immediately spotted him and then pushed him out the ring. And then Shinsuke did a kick to yeah. Braun, which made him mildly dazed. And then Shinsuke went away. And I was like, yeah, I thought he sold it a bit what? much for a kick. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I don't think anyone's kidding themselves at this point that Nakamura's got any chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I mean, he, at least there was a kind of, uh, he had a reason for coming out. He's mm. like, the last time we saw you, we were beating you. Um, so there was the kind of, at least a bit of storyline. It wasn't just like a, here's a person. Um, yeah, exactly. So that wasn't was a fine. big show. No, exactly. I'm glad it wasn't the big show. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as we saw later in the show, that the kind of this was just to put Braun over um, ahead of ahead of a new feud, which we will discuss mm -hmm. later. Yes. Uh, after that, we got a WrestleMania rematch in the form of uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus mm -hmm. the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, I thought this was a this was a fine match. This was fun. Um, yeah. Wasn't anything bad about it per se. Um, I just don't really think we needed to see it particularly. No, not really, especially as they kind of teased a, a new feud later on between uh, mm. between uh, Bliss and Cross and another team. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame. Team. That, uh, yeah, it's just a shame that Sane uh, has to take the pin again uh, yeah. because they're really making her look like a sucker. A little bit, but uh, it's a to be expected. If, if she is going to be leaving WWE, it's to be expected, really. Um, Pete, they're making her yeah, look no, like Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed a couple of uh, botched lines from Michael Cole in this one. Uh, mm. Cross is ecstatic. She's finally a champion in WWE. She's a she former tag team ecstatic. champion. Um, I'm not going to do the voice um, nope. because... Uh, you have other the, people around. Exactly. I have yes. other people around. Um, so I'm not going to be screaming in that silly accent. So don't worry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, good one, Cole. She's a, a former tag team champion, and she's finally she's ecstatic to finally be a champion in WWE. Mm. Good job, Cole. And there was also a point where Asuka goes for an armbar, and Cole goes, "It's the Asuka lock." It's definitely not Cole. It's no, yeah, I thought that. I thought that was weird. I mean, to be honest, any submission move that she does seems to be it's the Asuka lock because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. called Asuka, and it's a lock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was fine. It was a fine match. But yeah, like you said, we yeah. didn't need to, we didn't need to see this. Um, no, not really, because we, we saw this last weekend. Um, I would have much preferred. I don't know. You could have just built someone else, just have an exhibition match. Yeah. Uh, instead, you could have just had them do their backstage promo as they did later on about mm -hmm. how excited they were. Um, but there you go. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that backstage segment now. Uh, later on, there was a uh, it was those two being all happy backstage, uh, Bliss and Cross, and then uh, Dana Brooke and Carmella come in, the best well-known tag team, and they say, "Hey, we didn't get to wrestle at WrestleMania, so we want a match with you, please." And then they say, "No," yeah. and then Cross is like, "We should talk about it," and then they talk about about it and then brooke and carmella are waiting being like i hope they do it and then they come back and then they say yeah okay i was very confused by this segment was it supposed to be funny because it i don't think I it don't was. Know, I mean, there, was a, there was a lot of avoiding or it was kind of don't don't mention the war kind of thing mm. like it was like oh we didn't have a match because we weren't there and then the miz uh, in the segment later was like i was injured yeah um, there, was, there was just a lot of kind of like 
Oh yeah, we weren't there for reasons. Okay, bye. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, everyone knows why they weren't there. Um, mm -hmm. it, I would have preferred it if they'd just gone. We weren't there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is no way that Dana Brooke and Carmella are going to win this feud. Uh, they are not a team. They are not a team that anyone is excited about seeing. Um, but unfortunately, the women's tag division is bare bones. Um, mm, very got, much so. I mean, who else is there? I mean, there uh, isn't even fire and desire anymore because they've broken up. So, like, no, I mean, I thought the whole point was that, um, kind of Asuka. I mean, isn't Asuka on on the Kabuki Warriors a Raw act? Yes. Yeah. So, women's tag titles technically can float between I mean, brands. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I would have just thought that they would, that instead of having people come over to SmackDown, have them appear on other brands. Mm. Um, that would seem to make more sense. But, you know, um, or just have teams kind of cut promos and go, well, we're now that, now that they're the champions, we're, we think we, we deserve a chance because we've done this, yeah. this, and this. But there are just... Who is there? I mean, like you said, the Iconics, but where have yeah. they been? I mean, they probably can't make it to taping for a while. I think they're probably in elsewhere i don't know where yeah. but yeah traveling is not the easiest thing i don't know maybe um but yeah there's there's slim pickings for mm. challenges but hey ho, what can what can you do yeah, uh it's kind of like, that, here are two women we're not using um but yeah yeah so. pretty much frank and team uh after the match it was uh elias did another song from the same perch again i was like what are you doing elias do you not remember what happened last time but he, he um, kind of he kind of mentions that though he's like this is where i was that when my he tried to end my career mm. um but probably one of his most tuneful songs even if it was, it was just kind actually of actually like, all right you know it was like they thrown the king don't doubt me i returned like simba uh basically and i'm going to be entering the one in the bank match or mm -hmm. i'm going to try and enter because he didn't set like there was no official confirmation but he yeah. he suggest heavily suggested that he will be in the one in the bank match pretty much yeah which is um which is good, yeah. And uh, something else that got set up on this show, well, I say set up, something that was announced on this show was they are going to be doing Money in the Bank qualifying matches, which mm. I am a big fan of. Yeah, Please do Daniel, that all the Daniel time. Daniel Bryan against Cesaro. Daniel Bryan and Cesaro is going, going up for next week. And Naomi versus Dana Brooke, I think, is also next week um, for the for the women's wow. one, which is like, it might not be the most exciting match in the world. However... But at least you have to earn your spot. Earn your spot in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, please. Yeah. Please do. So hopefully we can see Elias in a qualifying match at some point. Probably against Corbin. Let's be real. Because when can they ever drop feuds? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the song itself was pretty good. One of Elias's best. Yeah, um, exactly. After that, we get a recap of literally the best story in uh, the story. the <clears throat> Literally the best story in wrestling history. Yes. Otis versus Mandy Rowe versus... <laughs> Otis Come on, Pete, and you can do this. Mandy Rose. Uh, but then after that recap of that WrestleMania moment, Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler come out and they berate Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Corey Graves back on commentary, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, which was a nice addition because I can't deal with just Cole. Um, and they come out and they berate uh, Cole and Graves for kind of making light of the situation and making jokes about it and things like that. And they say, we, we know what's best for Mandy. We just need to talk to her. But instead mm -hmm. of Mandy, Tucker comes out and he's like, Hey man, 
in a nice kind of reversal of the segment a few weeks ago, he was like, yeah. here's some pictures of Madley being really happy with Otis this time. In a parking and they're lot. working out. In a, yep, don't question no, it. That's where, that's where I go on all my dates. I go to parking lots and I do They wait weren't dating. With... They were working out together. Well, very different. That's still that's, that's still a, a nice couple activity. But yeah, no, he's he sit, comes out and goes, "Oh, I see you're still smitten with Otis's kitten," mm-hmm. um, which is a weird way of saying it. Um, well, it's what it's what Dolph said in oh, the it? segment a few weeks ago. So oh, it, was okay. a, it was a reverse of that. He said it back to him. It's, it's nice. nice. Oh, psych. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but it, it, it said that it, this was basically like just to set up another match between Dolph and Tucker, which. I was almost certain Tucker was going to win. He did not. He lost so clean and without any real distraction from Sonya. Right. But I think you're missing the important bit here, which was that Tucker was amazing. God, I love Tucker so much. He's good. He's great. But again, another surprise was that Otis and Mandy didn't help him at all. They were just like, is is, is that that a thing now? Are they just not a team? Or is that just like, are they going to be doing more single stuff from now on? Okay, so we have very differing opinions of this segment because I thought this was a home run segment. I thought this was brilliant because Tucker, his intensity in this match, he was working really stiff. He was constantly like, trash talking Ziggler, throwing him into the steps, hitting these really like stiff clotheslines. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is great stuff from Tucker to put over that emotion of Ziggler like screwing him up last week, hitting that zigzag on the steps, which looked like a nasty bump to take. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like I bought into Tucker's kind of intensity and his emotion going into it, which was awesome. And then uh, Ziggler, who was really on the back foot, just managed to sneak out a victory by Tucker kind of posting himself and he hit a super kick and just kind of fell on him for the win. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that because Ziggler should be winning over a tag team guy. Really, it does make sense for him to win. Um, and it still kind of furthers that feud between Otis and Tucker and Mandy and Sonya and Dolph. So I, yeah. I don't know where, where that's going to end up eventually. I don't know whether they're, if Rude can get there eventually, maybe they're going to do that six man tag that they wanted to do at Mania. But like, I, I thought this was a good way to, to carry on the feud. It let Tucker shine a little bit. Um, even, you know, coming up short, he still looked really good in defeat. Um, I thought this was great. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. And, yeah. you know, Otis and Mandy working out and not coming to help was probably because they were busy working out and being a couple. I don't know what they were doing, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. I suppose so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was the classic kind of big man gets really, really fired up. Big man misses spear into corner, uh, mm-hmm. which results in big man losing. It wasn't a bad match at all. That's not, not what I'm saying. I, um, great. I just, uh, I don't know, I thought that it was just slightly anticlimactic to have, uh, I know it was kind of like a he very healy kind of, weaseling his way out of it mm. um so yeah not, not definitely not wasn't definitely wasn't a bad segment uh at all um but i, I was just i was just surprised with the outcome uh, i was surprised that yeah. otis didn't didn't come to help um and i was mm. also surprised that man uh, that uh, sonia didn't really try to interfere i just thought that that would yeah. be the way to kind of cement them as a kind of evil um evil partnership I think that that probably would have been the trigger for Otis and Mandy to come and help was mm. if Sonia was getting involved, but because she barely yeah. did. I think there was once where she distracted the ref and, and Dolph like did a thumb to the eye or something. That was quite early in the match, though. Um, so maybe they just didn't come to help because they d- didn't think they needed to because they believed in Tucker. I don't know. Um, and also, if I'm going to 
do an uh, an interpretation of what was done here. The pictures that Dolph showed Otis before of him and Mandy together was of them being all pretty and going mm -hmm. out and being all glamorous and stuff. And the pictures that Tucker has been shown was of them just being people and working out and just being average people. It's a more baby face thing to do. It's showing how Mandy has come to the side of just kind of working out and being a person rather than looking yeah. the glamour model type like thing. Blue collar babe or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was great. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of this feud. Um, after that, uh, it was time for the extended finish of the tag title ladder match uh, from mm. WrestleMania, which they showed. Uh, and then they did uh, an in-ring live dirt sheet with Miz and Morrison. I thought it was pretty funny. Yep. Um, lots of things are good news. Lots of things um, are good news. They, they started to sing their, their song, hey, hey, um, ho, ho. which was interrupted by the Usos. Um, and she'll never guess who's going for the tag titles again. It's, uh, it's it is genuinely shocking. It's the same three teams that have been going for the tag titles for the past six months. Yep. Um, the, the the last team to hold these belts that wasn't um, the one of these teams was the Revival, um, and we know what mm. happened to them now. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's. It's fine, but I'm not excited to see this match again. I mean, I am because it's three really good people because they're yeah, doing what they set up. Hang on, 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 hang on. Need to actually say what the match is. So mm. they they set up the inverse of the WrestleMania match. So you had the three singles stars out of the three tag teams going for the tag titles at WrestleMania. They're doing the opposite tag team members going for the titles next week, I think they said, which was which is Big E, The Miz, and Jey Uso this time going in mm. a triple threat match for the tag titles once again. Um, so yeah, I, I I like this. I'm excited because it's going to be a good match. I mean, that, that ladder match at WrestleMania I thought was awesome. I thought it was really, really fun. Um, finish was a bit but the match itself was really, really fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what these three can do and what else are they going to do for the tag titles? I mean, you've got the Forgotten Sons now. Maybe they'll get involved, but like, what okay, the tag teams I mean, are there? Now that the Revival are gone, you've got one less team to go for it. There aren't actually that many teams to, to kind of choose. house party. Choose yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. I know, I know you're saying that as a joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really have them go for it. They're not, they're not a team really at the moment. That anyone's going to give a give a monkeys about uh, Rude and Ziggler aren't a team at the moment. Um, yeah, they don't have a Rude, so yeah, exactly. So it, there are a limited amount of people. I guess I, th I do think the Miz is going to win next week, um, mm -hmm. but where well, I just don't know. I just don't know where they go from there. Do they just do the Usos, or do they just do the New Day again? Um, I just yeah, I just can't see what they're going to do unless they just want to keep doing. Like I, I don't six, know six man tags or, or kind of nine man tags or whatever. I mean, I I don't know where they're going to go, but honestly, I don't know if they have a choice. Mm. So I think they might just have to keep doing the same feud. And I, I honestly, I can't be too mad about that because they don't have much. I think choice. Some, I think that what they, what they might do is kind of have them keep wrestling as single stars. Maybe mm. try and get this. Sort of just keep doing this until they've got all everyone back. Um, maybe have, maybe I don't know, have Morrison enter Money in the Bank so that Miz doesn't have to 
defend they don't have to defend at money in the bank kind of keep making excuses for them to not have to defend mm-hmm. um and just sort of have them be single stars maybe yeah just to have them enter these matches as single stars so that they don't have to um kind of put the put the titles on the line um mm-hmm. and it kind of is a it's a ready-made excuse to have them uh, weasel out of having yeah. to to kind of to, to defend their belts totally yeah um, but uh, after that segment, we get that match set up for next week. Uh, we get the Forgotten Sons Lucha House Party match that we talked about earlier. We get that backstage promo with Bliss and Cross and Carmella and Dana Brooke that we mentioned before. And then Banks and Bailey come out to celebrate Bailey's title retention at WrestleMania. Um, and uh, they come out and they gloat. And Bailey says they've got two words for their haters. And then Sasha Banks looks directly at Bailey and says, "Screw you." It's like, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure that message was definitely meant for the haters and not for Bailey. Yeah, uh, no, they're doing a, they're doing a pretty, good. pretty good job of building mm-hmm. this whole thing. Um, yeah. Out, uh, so they were interrupted by Tamina, your favorite um, person. They are using. I, do you know what they are doing? They are using the fact that there is no crowd to push Tamina because <laughs> genuinely, I think that's what they're doing. Um, because because her reaction is so it's not even negative it's just so it's indifference it's so one. indifferent that now that there is no one to react i think they're going to push her um, and you know what though she cut the best promo she's ever cut the bar yes. for that is very low but i can't remember was, a single promo a she's ever fine cut so promo. it was the best promo i can remember of hers yeah um but basically she said Hey, I want. I you, you you didn't beat me. All of you beat me. You took all of you to pin me, uh, which is which is fine. Which is a kind of classic big person um, move. Um, but Bailey goes, "Hey, do you know what? You can you can have your match if you can beat Sasha." And mm. Sasha's like, "What? what? Uh, I didn't agree to this uh, again." Yeah. Kind of sowing the sowing the seeds i mean the seeds have been sown already the 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 plant is growing um it's germinating it is germinating um but yeah so uh, it's basically tamina saying hey bailey do you want some more she's from samoa bad that's bad because it sounded like you just said s'more which is a very different thing bailey do you want some s'mores i've never had a small different I've had smalls. Yeah, well, there you go. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good, mate. Pretty crazy content. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, <laughs> so next week we're going to get Tamina against Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah. I imagine uh, Tamina will win, maybe set up a, a match, or maybe, I, I Bailey, think... maybe Bailey will interfere and then Tamina will go, well, do you know what, I'm going to enter the Money in the Bank match and then I'll win the, win the briefcase so that I can face you or something like that. That's not a bad show. I could see it where Tamina wins because Bailey has an opportunity to interfere and doesn't. Yeah. And she she could save Sasha or, and she doesn't. Or she, or she tries to interfere and then gets scared off by Tamina. Mm, and yeah. Go, or she gets ejected, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, some sort of way to continue the Banks-Bailey eventual blow-up. Um, after that, Seamus squashes local talent Cal Bloom, who I'm reliably mm-hmm. informed is Matt Bloom's son who is uh albert a train yes the hairiest man in the world yeah when he when he wants to be yes um after that we get this 
weird moment, I think, which I think is actually kind of subtle storytelling, which is the commentary after that match are talking about the next segment they're going to, which is a Jeff Hardy documentary hype mm-hmm. package type thing. And as they're talking about his return to WWE, Sheamus is there and just kind of glares at the commentary team for a minute and then walks off. So yeah. I assume we might be getting a Sheamus Jeff Hardy feud once he comes yeah, back. Yeah, Sheamus will go, oh, like, oh, I came back and no one cared about that. Mm. And then but this, this guy comes back, this guy um, comes back. Uh, and then. So you yeah, wouldn't do so Nicky Cross, but you do that. The person was scottish who i who was in my in my flat oh, uh, so i didn't i didn't want to uh, offend anyone um, <laughs> but so, you're fine with offending the viewers who are also scottish yes absolutely nice. they're not here they can't hit me um <laughs> but yes yeah, so uh and then but then we got this jeff hardy package which was fun it was a few, it was it was really a, good i thought yeah a few minutes um of kind of just reminding us not that we really needed it, but reminding us um, who Jeff Hardy is, where he came mm-hmm. from, um, and it was, it was it for me. It kind of went, look, this is everything that he's done. He is en- probably nearing the end of his career. Um, his the way he has wrestled does not kind of sort of lend itself to, to a person, someone to someone who can wrestle into their fifties. I mean, mm. how what is he now? He's early forties. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I can see him probably having, maybe I, I I can see him seeing out his WWE career and then maybe just doing indies again. Or he might be someone who goes, Do you know what? It's a cushy living. If I just say to WWE, well, I've had an offer from AEW, then they'll go, well, here's money and a five-year contract. Mm-hmm. He can say okay, but I don't want to wrestle that much. My body's a bit broken down. Just do a um, part-time deal. Bring, yeah, right. can, can bring me out when I need to jump off something. Yeah, totally. Um, um, so. So reportedly, he's going to be getting a big push when he comes back to try and stop him going to AEW. Whether that will work or not, I don't know. But mm. uh, yeah, I thought this video package was quite cool. And if we get that in, you know, if we get that for uh, a shameless Jeff Hardy feud, it might be good. Who knows? Um, I'm sure Hardy can sell a bro kick pretty well. Yes. Um, uh, after that, we get some announcements for the next few weeks. There's going to be a, a, a Triple H 25-year celebration in two weeks. Sure. Uh, I'm sure Triple H needs celebrating more. Uh, yes. We get Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro in a Money in the Bank qualifier next week. We get Naomi versus Dana Brooke in a Money in the Bank qualifier. And we get Sonya Deville trying to clear the air with Mandy Rose also next week, wow. uh, which I'm quite looking forward to personally. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we get the main event, which was Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Braun Strowman dominated about 95% of this match and then won with a power slam. Yes. Uh, this happened and I was like, oh, there's still five minutes to go. What's mm-hmm. what's going on here? I don't know why I didn't see this coming, um, but I didn't. Um, and on comes... You don't know why it's you didn't see this coming. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Five Five Funhouse started and it was what you'd kind of expect between these two it was remember i'm the person who brought you into this world like almost like i'm your mum um and uh, and i'm i'm the one who's going to take you out of it um yep. and braun kind of sort of he didn't no sell it but he sort of went yeah right come on then yeah all right um and he braun kind of did the whole why thing he sort of said oh i'm gonna let me in um 
whenever you want i'm ready to let you in oh yeah that's the one sorry okay i'm glad you were watching um and then uh he does the whole white thing where he goes bye bye um which is quite fun um braun braun's character is very much oh yeah big bad um but it's nice to see him have a bit more personality Mm -hmm. um and i think like we said off air we're not so much excited about the match, but more excited about what they're going to do in the feud because they've got a lot of story to work with. They've got a lot of footage to work with, a lot of Bray genius to work with, I think. Um, So, yeah, I think this could be fun. Um, I do think that Braun is a transitional champion. I do think Bray's going to win it back, um, which could be where we see Jeff Hardy. Um, mm. I think challenge for the cha- uh, challenge for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Could, next, ma- I think. could maybe even see Hardy winning Money in the Bank. There might be a, a thing for him to do. I um, can't see Hardy with the briefcase. Uh, I can't see someone challenging the fiend with the briefcase. Um, that would be weird. I think be weird. I think the per- I I I have a I have suspicion it's going to be someone on Raw. Um, I think it could be someone like Angel Garza. Um, oh, that'd be great. See him carrying around the briefcase. I think it, I think it's going to be a heel winning it this year. Uh, I just think heels work better with it. I much prefer I much prefer people threatening to cash in than someone going. I've got a briefcase. I'm going to wrestle you. Um, yeah. yeah, I much prefer that. Uh, so I, I don't. I can't see Jeff winning that. Yeah, um, I, I think I think what you're assuming there though. Is that Fiend is going to beat Strowman? Because if Strowman, I mean, if because if Strowman beats the Fiend, then you know someone could totally cash in on Strowman. Someone could easily yeah, cash absolutely. in on the Universal Champion. But I do think that the Fiend is winning it back. I really liked this Firefly Funhouse. It was uh, you know classic Bray. He had the the whiteboard saying the history of John Cena and Bray Wyatt. And then he says, mm. "Hold on, I need to rewrite history," and then wipes out history and then rewrites the word history, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. And then um, he's like, hey, "You're the... right. We can't see you." <laughs> which was the second time in the night someone had made that joke. I feel mm. like they should have really cross-referenced what other people were saying there, but sure. Um, but uh, yeah, he's saying, Wyatt was saying he's so happy for Braun, but then the lantern starts talking to him and he says, no, 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 that was years ago. I'm sure he's learned his lesson by now. And then it shows all the clips of the Braun, of Braun in the Wyatt family and all that stuff. Uh, and then he's saying, yeah, he brought him in from the swamp and gave him a home, but he turned his back on the family. And then he gets all serious. That's his, you know, serious, intense face. And just says, like, as one circle closes, another begins again. Since I brought you into this world, I'm going to have to take you out. Uh, yeah. And, and then Braun responds by saying, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to let you in, mate. I do, like the, I do like the image of Bray walking through a swamp, meeting <laughs> Braun and going, do you want to take him in? Do you want to be a wrestler? I mean, I, yeah. I, don't know, I actually work for the WWE. So if you, if you want a job, I can yeah. probably get you one. And it's probably better than going, being in the swamp. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a better life than than living in a swamp. In a swamp. That, that's where people live. Yeah. Just him and Shrek. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the swamp people from Avatar. That's a reference you won't get. No, I uh, don't. Not the bad Avatar, the good one. Uh, yeah, after that, that was the end of the episode. I thought it was a pretty decent episode of SmackDown. Uh, I thought there was some varied storytelling, which is nice. Not every feud feels the same, which is mm. nice. I'm not overly excited by some of the feuds that are coming, but at least they are telling stories and they're building feuds effectively. As a SmackDown After Mania episode, there was nothing really to write home about. But as a building show for Money in the Bank... 
I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a high three out of five. Yeah, three out of five. Um, building matches, not matches we haven't seen before, but at least it was it returned to being a full SmackDown show, which I appreciated. Absolutely, yes. Moment, seriously, Sunny California, I feel like it's definitely a reference to something. I don't know what, though. I'm, I'm going to have to Google that after we're done here. Um, but uh, anyway, Danson, mm. we had Quizlemania on Wednesday, mate. <gasps> we did and, have Quizlemania. And guess what? You won again. I did win. It was slightly embarrassing. Um, <laughs> because... To win? How embarrassing? To win? Well, no, so beforehand, I'd gone right. Just if it's, I don't know, like you probably shouldn't win because you, they need to have like, we, like, the whole idea is that they have lots of new people on it. We have like a, a revolving door of, of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, if I don't win, that means you can come back on uh, or Laurie can come back on. Um, but yeah, it got to the final round and I was like, oh man, it's really close between me and Luke. And then the final question, Luke dropped, Luke dropped out really early and I was like, Oh no, I can't <laughs> lose. Um, but yeah, no, it, it uh, it's it's fun to win and it's fun uh, to be on the show. It's a it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant uh, couple of hours to to be part of, um, and it's really nice to see that everyone's enjoying it so much. It's nice to see mm. that we are kind of giving something for people to watch on a Wednesday night uh, when they may not have anything else to do, given the uh, current climate. Um, so yeah, and um, this week there were far fewer people accusing me of cheating, which was nice. That um, is- although there was there was there was one comment um, saying, "Oh, it's uh, funny how he had his hands up for most of the show, but then one of his hands went into his lap for the last round, as if I somehow had all the answers in my lap." Um, <laughs> Uh, or there was one who said, oh, he's quite clever because what you won't realise is that um, he is cheating, but he's quite clever about it because... So in the last round, he realised that Luke had dropped out, so he, on purpose, said the wrong answer, even though he had the Wikipedia page open in front of him. Like, So you thought that I knew what, what the... You, so you thought that I knew what the question was going to be and mm-hmm. already had the Wikipedia page open and opened it without using a mouse or yeah. any keys. Yeah. I you think I one, d- one, one of that, you know, newfound technology where you can just do stuff. Absolutely. With your eyes. I have Google glass. Um, mm. No, I understand it's a rain joke, um, but I do again, assure everyone. I don't care that much. Um, totally. That's why we've spent the first, you know, three minutes of this outro mm. of the podcast, just talking about people. Absolutely. I haven't, I, I wasn't revising. Um, no. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, on again this Wednesday. Uh, we've got another special guest who I believe will we be do. announced on Monday. That is um, correct. So check out our Twitter on Monday for that mm-hmm. one. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I imagine there will be some, possibly some old rounds returning, some of your old favorites, mm. and some maybe possibly some new ones which might become your yes. favorite round. Possibly, yeah. Um, but uh, if you don't know, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Quizlemania mm. is a, a live stream that we do on our second channel, Parts Fun Known, um, every Wednesday night, uh, hosted by Adam Blompier. 
and with a revolving door of guests, unless Datsun keeps winning, in which case it's just going to be Datsun it, all the time. It is not going to last. Um, there will know. be a time where the last three rounds are... The thing is, Adam keeps giving me quite nice answers. So, for example, in the 20 questions rounds, I've had Beth Phoenix and Nikki Bella. Mm. Uh, no, sorry, Brie Bella. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I mentioned this when I was doing, I did the uh, the NXT podcast with Adam uh, earlier mm. in the week. I mentioned this on the NXT podcast as well, because I was watching from home. I watched the whole thing uh, while I, on my on my sofa. And on your 20 questions round, when you got Brie Bella out of nowhere, about mm. four questions beforehand, I was screaming at the TV that it was Nikki Bella. <laughs> and I was, I was going, I was like, it's Nikki bloody, but I'm telling so, you, it's Nikki Bella. The yeah. thing was that I was sure it was a Bella about two yeah. or three questions beforehand. Mm -hmm. But the previous round had had a question about Brie Bella in it. Right. Yeah. Therefore, I was like, it's not me, Brie Bella again. Um, but I, but the fact, the fact that he said that it was a Divas champion who's been in the last five years mm -hmm. um but the thing that really got me was that he was like i said is she caucasian and is he she went caucasian he goes yes, yes. <laughs> so i was like okay well it's gonna be okay so i was like it's gonna be someone who isn't like it's like super white should we say um because yeah. because obviously she's got i think she's she part Mex mexican i think she's got might have some hispanic ties yeah, yeah. I don't know. um so I knew that I knew he was going to be like, so as soon as he said that, because um, basically what I was trying to do was narrow it down. Cause I was like, if he, if she wasn't Caucasian, I was like, okay, well it can only be like Alicia Fox um, mm. or someone like that. Um, but yeah, no, so I have had a, I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've, although that drawing round, he really tried to screw me over because he tried to get me to draw, no, no, he did really to get me tried to draw Austin's heel turn. Which mm -hmm. I was like, how do I draw either to a, a man shaking hands with Vince in thirty seconds? I mean, because the thing is, I'm a bad, I'm a bad Ooh. artist. I mentioned um, this to Adam as well. I was terrified when that round got introduced because I can guarantee you, I am a worse drawer than you. Um, but guarantee then, like, you. the invasion. I was like, how do I draw lots of people running into a ring without writing WCW? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, well, you can't draw letters. I mean, you did WWE anyway, but well, I did, that was on the wing, that wing apron. A, yeah, which doesn't count, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it it would be. It's really bloody hard to draw the invasion. I, I have no seconds. idea what I what I draw. Yeah, I mean, invasion. to be honest, everyone at the end there after the street after we went off uh, off kind of what's it called off, off air? air. Everyone went. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done there either. I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than lots of people going into a ring, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I got caught. I think I, I have been quite lucky, um, and I think that a lot of people haven't been thinking logically about the first round, the prices poo round, mm. uh, because like the Nikki Bella thing, not the Brie Bella signed costume. I was mm -hmm. like, I thought that's quite clearly going to be over a thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, everyone went like three hundred, five hundred dollars. Yeah. I was just like, totally, what? like literally, the first number that popped in my head when they came out, I was like, oh, probably about fifteen hundred ish. Yeah, and it turned out to be fourteen ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. I was like, right, cool. Imagine if I'd have guessed fifteen hundred though, I'd have been so You'd mad. Have been. <laughs> I'd have been yeah, so no, mad. Uh, I think, I think, I think the then the key is to stay cool and uh, <laughs> not care about it too much and not be Ollie because apparently as soon as you're Ollie, you just lose. 
Oh god, him in the final round is something special. Because he just panics. The pressure just gets to him. He's like, I don't know anything about wrestling anymore. And I I totally get that, because I was like that in my 20 questions round on the first Mm. Quizzlemania. I totally just froze up and I was like, I don't know anything about anyone anymore. Both times, I've had Divas champions, so I've been quite lucky. Because the thing is, my era, the, the era that I know well is 2008 to now. Because mm-hmm. that's when I was really watching. Yeah. If I get, and Adam, I hope you're not listening to this. If I <laughs> get a late 90s star, mm. I, 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 I will be lucky if I get it. Unless it's Stone Cold. Or... Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's like Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, someone like that. Mm. I'm going to be screwed. I don't think I would have got Owen Hart. If I if I was Ali, if I was yeah, in no, position, I, I don't know I if I got it. Um, yeah, I mean that that's a big round because that can be. I mean, as as we saw, Luke wouldn't have been anywhere near my my score at all at the end if he hadn't mm. got Cody in three questions. Yeah, um, if he'd if he'd even taken like five more questions, then the last round I would have been no pressure on me at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, Crazy. But uh, yeah, so but then we did a, we did another quiz uh, on uh, enforced fun. Enforced yeah. fun. So this time, because I was sick of people saying I was cheating, uh, <laughs> I wrote the quiz. Um, you did, which means you did cheat because you knew all the answers. I did know all the answers. And Pete, do you you can you came second, didn't you? No, you didn't. Or yeah, or third. I was yeah, first I think, going into the last round. I think you were, which I thought was very good because um, Adam and his lady partner and Ollie and his lady partner they were in a team. So mm. you were other Luke, you, you are the highest rank ranked single star um, <laughs> yeah. in AW. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think that's good. we're going to do a week a weekly thing. But uh, oh, yeah, uh, and I did a, I did a quiz for my, some of my friends last night. I, I really mm. like writing quizzes because i'm a bit of a same i i i really like pub quizzes i I do a lot of pub quizzes and i I have pub quiz books that i just read and do do the questions for myself so i have a lot of i have a lot of unnecessary and completely pointless knowledge Um, so i like they're sitting there writing these quizzes thinking oh these questions are quite easy because I know them, therefore other people must and then i do them and then my friends got like two out of ten i was like Oh crap! I've, Ooh, yeah. was this just things that I know because I've read them, not mm. because they're actually things people know? <laughs> General knowledge, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I, I thought it was a, v- a very good enforced fun quiz. Though I might see if I can write one for for next week. We'll see. Yeah, no, I think I think we, we you, I think you should, Pete. I think you. you I bloody look, will, mate. As long as don't don't do any rounds on like board games, uh, unless it's snakes yeah, and ladders. It's not the plan. It's um, not the plan good. We'll yeah. I'm, I might do stuff. Where, oh, no, actually, I've just got a plan in my head, which I'm not going to tell you. <gasps> so, you know what? That's fine. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, that's probably all the time we've got for this episode of the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, mm. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday with the Raw review, I assume. It's going to be more episodes of Raw now, because apparently they're going live Absolutely. each week. Absolutely. The nutters. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for the uh, Russell Talk podcast. There should be another Russell Talk extra uh, podcast going out on Monday as well uh, from the archive of the Wrestle Talk Extra feed going out on the public feed. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.